Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 118, Episode 1 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production <laughs> of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News, and fuck Bloomberg 2020. It's the, Those are all people who have tried to advertise on this show. Uh, with otherwise, we love, otherwise, we love Otherwise, them. we would love yeah. Uh, yeah. If they weren't we love trying what to they advertise. stand for, just don't try and advertise. Yeah. Uh, come on. Because it's straight kind of uh, Straight up. Uh, it's Monday, January 27, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. When the moon hits your eye like an impeachment pie, that's amore. Got cold brew set aside for the Zamboni ride, that's amore. Miles of gray and a hosnie, and it's safe to say that we got O'Brien. Taco Bell, get a Mexi melt, fuck the Cokes as well. It's the Daily Zeitgeist, oh, courtesy yeah. oh, of Fickle Mister. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Ray. <laughs> shake this is how i deal so sober i am shamed scraping resin from my bowl i should have bought a vape but i'm so arboreal i can't bake and i can't see the perfect high for lord oh no when i'm watching some porn Watching some porn. I'm trying to take a journey, that journey with with your character in that song. So I was trying to twist up a blunt, right. and I realized I had no herbage. Okay. So then I'm like, oh, I got to do this comeback thing. You're scraping, you're just hitting resin bowls. Right. I'm all out of shape. Scraping out, yeah. scraping the bowl. And then I'm like, damn, if I had a vape, I okay. could hit that. But because I'm arboreal, I arboreal. like the plants. I love it. I but then, the plant but then you realize you have ED, or you realize you have you don't have ED because you realize you're watching porn. Whoa, after no the ED. Fact. Wait. I'm a, I don't know. Yeah, I was com- I was just confused by that journey. Look, man. Is you it, were smoking. You were so high. Is it excuse me while found- I kiss the sky or excuse me while I kiss this guy? I Who knows, You man? just said the same thing, bro. Uh, we are <laughs> thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious artist, Kim Winder. A.K.A. The Red Dot Comic. Yeah, The, the Red, Red Dot, Dot comic. comic. Let them know. Yeah. Let them know. Fantastic comics. Kim. Hi. Hi. It's great to have you back. You were about to say something and then I interrupted you oh well i'm just very impressed by your singing abilities both of you yeah, have grown crushed it, right? thank you <laughs> have yeah. grown yeah, yeah. Last year. well you're on note now thank you <laughs> yeah yeah for for uh i'm on some notes yeah uh, some yeah. notes well he has the same yeah. vocal coach uh or, or someone who worked with gladys knight is your vocal coach right? yeah you've been yeah, putting yeah, in yeah. a lot of time yeah those vocal lessons uh-huh so. just it's drinking nothing good. but uh lemon and honey uh oh to keep your your yeah. vote vote chords going nice and rich mm. you know uh, well, Kim, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Jared Leto is older than Lev Parnas. <laughs> that's a thing oh, that... Uh, we'll have to talk a lot about yeah. that. I don't even... I don't know that. how that's possible, but it, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> it's the truth. We're going to talk about impeachment. Uh, we're going to talk about, this about Pete Buttigieg's bread scandal from the New York Times uh, endorsement interview, which... Is old news, but uh, also it's just I, I feel like he's now fading. 
and I, I feel like it's worth talking about why mm. what's going on with that man, uh, and also what's going on with that man Rudy Giuliani. Oh, he, can't he was stop. on Fox and Friends. Rudy can't stop. Uh, the Saints, uh, the the NFL team was conspiring with the Catholic Church somehow. Yeah, or, or they call it consulting. Consulting. To uh, hide priest abuse. Isn't that conspiring yeah. at that point? When, hey, you're, look, hiding, hey, when you're hiding hey, sexual hey, abuse? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's dark either way. We're going to talk about the parking lot pooper. <gasps> Brought yeah. to justice. Boom. Finally. You'll love to see it. One of the most satisfying mugshots. Uh, slash yeah. upsetting, but, you know, depending on how you feel about the parking lot poop. Yeah, and you're right to defecate on someone's property. He yes. was just trying to fertilize, bring out, oh, like, the excuse weeds. Excuse me, don't uh, be so gender normative. I'm uh, sorry. She. <gasps> oh, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> then to hell with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes it worse. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the mugshot. It the mug looks like someone who something. knows they've been caught pooping, pooping. a bunch. Yeah. Um, Poop-based crimes. Yeah. Are embarrassing, it looks like. Just shitty, really. Hey. <laughs> uh, we're going to look ahead at some of the pop culture from 2020. Uh, and All of that and more. But first, Kim, we like to ask our guests, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, recently, passports. Passports. Yes. Trying Fleeing to, the country? Yeah. Uh, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Get some fakes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tax evasion. Uh-huh. Hey, just, the America way. Hey, artists got to eat. Yeah. But um, so I changed my name back to my maiden name, Winder, mm-hmm. because, you know, yay, divorce. And Oh, it's you were just, divorced? You got divorced? Yeah. Oh, Is that recent? <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Sorry, I <laughs> went down the wrong path. Didn't mean to disappoint you. I just didn't know you. we had. Um, <coughs> I'm on my second marriage. I got married at 19. Oh, okay. First right. time around. So it's, I you think know. We knew that. Wait, which divorce is this? Uh, Are you currently married? Yes, I'm married. Happily? That's the divorce. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, happy. That's not the. Uh, oh, you got your first first one, was the first one yeah. finalized. Oh, okay, so I'm so I'm sorry. I, I'm I look. I'm like Oprah. I gotta dig in. Yeah, it it was a time, mm-hmm. but anyways. So when I got my first passport, it was under my old married name. Got it. Got it. So going back to Winder has been just a huge ass process. Uh-huh. Um, and so we plan on going to Mexico in the next few months. And I just need to get my name back. So I just want my name back. I just want my name back. That's what you should say in the court. Just get yeah. there and be like, I just want my name back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's how you apply for it, right? Pretty much. <laughs> after like the passport photo at CVS, you just start crying. Yeah. And they. Like everyone else at CVS. Exactly. <laughs> um, to fit in at first. Yeah. But then, yeah. Where are you going to Mexico? Uh, I have no idea. Hey, We're just going to check to out it. some tequila distilleries. Oh, wow. Y'all yeah. like uh, the tequila, mezcal? Uh, I like mezcal. I love mezcal. It, it's nice and it's smoky and yeah, yeah. it just kind of hangs out and has a mellow vibe. But my hubs is in the cocktail industry. Got it. So ah. this is a quote oh. unquote work trip. Hell yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That I am just going to observe. But <laughs> I had no idea how to renew my passport online because it's so like bureaucratic and they don't want you to fuck up but then you just mail it and you just wait right six to eight weeks and hope for the best yeah yeah i i just or found you, myself checking again and again and again or i had to renew my recently it panicked had to go to the federal building last minute oh really and i wait, waited in a line that like stretched the length of westwood i would rather do that than hope for the best at my post office but right it's right, just right. a huge ass drive of for course. me yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah. right no i get that but 
I just I find it ironic that they want it to the T, but then you just have to sit and wait. Right. And hope like, yeah, God. we'll get to it. Right. Don't worry. Yeah. Six to eight weeks. You're good. Yeah. Changing your name is very difficult. It's it's a whole process that requires many, many boxes checked and uh yeah. You'd think you'd think they'd have it down because a lot of people change their name after marriage, change their name back. Uh, but it is not uh, not an easy process. Yeah, yeah. I know. Raphael, or I mean Jack, you right. when you changed your name, Jack. <laughs> yeah, sorry, right. Jack. <laughs> Jack O'Brien, right? Uh huh. So <laughs> Kim, what is something you think is overrated? Overrated? Okay, so uh. asking around, I was told it was too edgy to say uh, organized religion, so I'm going to go with Ooh, Instapots. That's too, that's too edgy? It's too edgy, apparently. What, for, what year is this, 1960? I mean, first she talks about divorce, now she You're coming doubts my organized religion? Come ah, on! I'm going people. to Mexico. Yeah, I'm yeah. just burning yeah, all the bridges burning now. all the bridges behind <laughs> you. So you said Instapots are overrated. Oh, definitely. Why is that? Well, they're great. You can cook a full chicken in like 45 minutes, but it tastes like boiled chicken. It There's none of that like slow cooker flavor that they uh, they advertise. Oh, it's okay. Just, so you're saying versus a slow cooked chicken versus... Yeah. Inst- are we narrowly just looking at chickens in Instapots? No, everything. Wow. It's all wow. just... You're dumping it in there. You're pressurizing it. And then... You're eating it 20 minutes later, yay, but it's, I'd rather take the time and cook or starve. Wow. Old school. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Take the time and cook or starve. What do you like to cook in a slow cooker normally? Well, I actually just got a sous vide. Um, oh, pardon yeah. us, chef mm-hmm. Boyarwinder. <laughs> <laughs> but um, right now I've been playing with an artichoke Uh recipe but you have to cook it for at least like four to five hours and in just, an instapot not in the instapot oh, oh in the okay. I was like, yeah i was gonna say oh yeah. a sous vide artichoke damn yeah no it's really really good with like a lemon garlic butter sauce and mm-hmm. then pair it with duck breast boom now wow. i know what a Tuesday sous vide night is, dinner. but what uh for for the listeners what is a sous vide oh a sous vide basically looks like a vibrator wand right, that you put in a pot with pot water with water mm-hmm. and then you uh-huh. just let it uh be temperature controlled to cook for uh, five to six hours or whatever. Yeah, you just circulate the water to a specific temperature to get your meats to that without any moisture loss. Yeah, keeps it incredibly tender. And then you can like sear it and um, a lot of sauces you can make in there. I feel like it's always on sale on the internet. Like people were pushing sous vide like immersion shits, immersion wands. So I feel like every week it's like, dude, the fucking killer sous vide thing, it's it's half off right now. Nice. But I never get it. Totally honest, I had no idea what it was until Starbucks got their like little sous vide egg bites. Oh my god, yes. Yep. Love. Shout out to the Greer Bacon. Sous vide egg bites. Oh, Jack. (sighs) What? I I mean, no, no, no. No, you have a loving household where people probably make food. in the house where oh, I'm, yeah. I'm wandering half hungover, like, is there eggs here? They're great hangover <laughs> door food. to door. Yeah. On the go. <laughs> <laughs> egg. Hello? Are there eggs is here? that fucking guy again? <laughs> Are there eggs here? Eggs again. Go to fucking Starbucks. Why? They never had eggs. Yeah, they have Are delicious. they scrambled eggs? Uh, whole... Kind of. Okay. You, like the consistency, but like a lot smoother. Okay. Creamy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then they have Gruyere cheese and bacon. I actually had it on the way here. Boom. Uh, really? Yes. Look at you. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Um, bulldog muzzles. 
Now, bear with me. I I took like a, a muzzle a, for a bulldog. Yeah. So I have two dogs. I have uh-huh. a Yorkie and a bulldog. Okay. And our bulldog Lucy has severe anxiety. Like mm. she meets new animals and she just she freaks out. And we're getting her trained and uh, doing personal things. But when we visited my family in Nevada, they have horses, goats, dogs, everything. Right. So we wanted her to have like chewies, and then we got her a muzzle just in case because she's just never been around those animals. Gotcha. So when I Googled the picture for bulldog muzzles, it's not normal muzzle like you would put on a dog with a longer snout. Right, right, right. They're, they're these Looks masks. Looks like a catcher's mitt or a catcher's mask. Oh, that's they, what that sh- I always thought that was like a little joke. Hannibal Lecter mask. Oh, I love shit. it. Yeah, whenever I saw photos of that, they're like, look at this Bane dog. And I'm like, that's fucking tight, whoever made that for their dog. And I'm like, right, that makes sense. They're like nearly snoutless. Yeah, because I made the mistake of getting a normal uh, training muzzle and it wouldn't stay on her face right, because right. it's so smushed. But uh, we got her the mesh one and already with the breathing problems and her just shaking it, it's terrible. Right. But it's also adorable. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're really it's terrible cute. for her. But There's also I the catcher's it. catcher's mask one or like umpire. That one looks more like the Bane one. Right. And oh, I didn't like those because kinda... those it just. I think they're cool. in the darkness. Like, I would rather wear that, but yeah. I'm also not trying to look adorable and sit on people's lap. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's that right man now. again trying to sit on my lap. <laughs> I'm not the... doing that right now, I should say. Uh, give, me, give me a couple hours. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, so the serpent in the story with Adam and Eve is never actually the devil in the Bible. It's only in Paradise Lost as a plot device. Uh, and so most people just assume it's Satan right. as the serpent. But in reality, it could be uh, uh, Voldemort's snake. Yeah. <laughs> it. Oh, man. No, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's this. Well, who's the devil? MTV, the devil was inside yes. you all along. Oh my God! I so in the in the Bible, there is a serpent that arrives. Yeah. In the Garden of Eden. Yes, that tempts Eve to eat the apple. Right. Okay. Because women yeah. are responsible for everything. Bad. Yes. Right. Yeah. According and to the Bible. God kicks them out because God likes androids. Right. Um, that's a really bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> but in love it, love uh, Paradise Lost, John Milton uses that opportunity to embody Satan. Right. So and it's like a one of the great characters in literature. Yeah. It's like this Satan who's like conflicted and he's like, I'm evil, but I'm it, it really uh sort of pre or sort of predicts like the thing that happens with movies where like the bad guy is more interesting than the good guy. Right, right, exactly. right. Because yeah. Like Satan in Paradise Lost is so much more interesting than like anything else going on. Than the fallen angel. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. What I mean, is there a, like a VH one behind the Bible about the snake <laughs> who's like smoking a cigarette, like man, you know, they've done the fucking Paradise Lost made me the fucking devil yeah. man. Just so, promoting fruits and vegetables. I do want. So, are there alternate interpretations? Like, are they just like, no, it's just a straight up snake. Um, <laughs> hey, so don't fuck with snakes, man. I That's the point of that. that. <laughs> that was the whole point of that story. I don't know where right. the fuck y'all got this other shit. <laughs> it was an anti-snake story. Right. Uh, I was just trying to tell you, I'm y'all not fuck with snakes. Y'all are just and reading way too deep And now look where we are this. with the coronavirus. Yeah. Right. See, 
Which right. has been, so far, I think, actually debunked. We were talking about that. I was that. wrong. Really? Yeah, there was a thing like we were talking about it yesterday that it came from snakes, but uh-huh. there's a couple. There's a there's a many scientists who are a bit dubious, right? Um, who are like, mm, I don't know about this because I think it was one one report had that, and yeah, you know, like with the, these days, people who are quote unquote journalists, you know, like us, right? Exactly. Just, <laughs> just regurgitate it verbatim. Yeah. I'm still sticking with my my gut on this one, man. That shit came from snakes. All right, based on yeah. the Bible, man. Yeah, hey, based man, on the Bible. Hey, based on the Bible, I'm based looking at right here. Based on what my Bible tells me. I um, mean, the Garden of Eden, in a way, was like a market. Right. You know what I mean? People uh-huh. go for Just food. Just everything. Mm-hmm. Like this place. Okay, you know? Yeah. Also, that shit is very frightening, though, when you read all the stories about, like, all, a lot of the Chinese New Year celebrations being, like, canceled to avoid people, yeah. a bunch of people the getting- theaters are yeah, all shut down. Yeah, movie theaters are shutting yeah. down. They're lagging down cities that are, but the World Health Organization's like, no, 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 it's all good, it's all good, right. it's all good. Don't worry. And they're yeah. they're lagging down like cities that are as large as Los Angeles in terms of population, but that I've like never heard of, right? Because China's China is just so big, so big, mm-hmm. so populous. Um. Anyways, we're gonna get into all of that. Uh, later, actually, I don't know that we're talking about that today. Yeah, no, no more snake talk. I'm getting no more snake out. talk. You know, I don't like yeah. the snakes, man. Uh, but first, we have more important things to talk about. Uh, a Twitter user decoherence wave, mm. fucking mm. metal name, uh, tweeted that Jared Leto is older than Lev Parnas. That is something else. Yeah, I'm. When, uh, where do I go? I mean, I look at these it's, two photos. What is going on? It makes me more wonder, what's going on with Jared Leto? I mean, Lev Parnas, I think it's one of those things where Lev Parnas looks older for his age. Lev and Jared Parnas Leto looks is like just shit. made a deal Leto with a snake to, in a garden. Jared Leto really needs to fix his foundation. Like, Oh, is he not blending well enough? No, it's totally off skin tone. Oh, yeah, well. He looks... A little like an over photoshopped. Like he's got that. I don't know if it's plastic surgery, but he's got that face that looks like it's been photoshopped uh, a couple too many times. And possibly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Just Lev Parnas. Lev Parnas just is yet another testament to what the corroding, corrupting influence of this administration does to a soul and how that can bleed out yeah. under the surface. Because that dude is like 47, I think. Oh, boy. He looks, and it doesn't even look like he drinks. Like you know how they get the red nose, the right, yeah. The blush. I think he said he doesn't drink, right, in an interview. I don't know, or maybe I'm I'm mistaking that. But also Alfonso Ribeiro, Carlton from The Fresh Prince, also older than Lev Parnas. Yeah, Lev Parnas is a young buck. Uh, I, I was also looking for like other examples of this. Samuel Jackson is two years older than Carl Rove. <laughs> Which was which was surprising to me. That's not fair comparing like white people who have done evil to wealthy right, black right, celebrities who right. are, not only have a good genetics going yeah. for them, but also probably live less stressful because they're not you know profiting off of world destruction. But yeah, I I don't know. Left harness, man. Selling your soul doesn't get you too far. Nah, well, you wear you re- you really wear it on your face. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless but hey, unless Jared Leto also sold his soul and he's wearing it on his face in a different way. Right. Depends on who you sold your soul to and what the transaction was for. It's not so surprising to me that Jared Leto looks good for his age because that his job is looking good for his age. Right. So, like, he has a nutritionist. He has, you know, a probably spends a lot of, has a lot of downtime in between acting gigs. Uh, you but, think he just goes into, like, a cryo sleep? 
Probably. Like, unless he's needed, he, like, tells his agent, he's like, I have to go into suspended animation to stop the aging process. <laughs> and please w- awake me when there's another project. Right. He doesn't eat. It's just through photosynthesis. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. But, yeah, with Lev Parnas, like, that, if he doesn't drink, which I know, I know he's talked about high, like, that guy, John Hyde, was it? Being, like, drunk all the time. So he's, like, Oh, Robert Hyde, shit. yeah. Robert Hyde, yeah. Uh, other male name. Uh, Hyde, uh, he he talked about him being drunk all the time. I don't know if that means that he's never drunk. No, nah, but... I think he does. I don't know why I thought. I think maybe I was thinking he didn't drink because he was being so like adamant Dismissive. about how drunk Robert <laughs> how Hyde was. He's like, <laughs> right. yeah, because that guy gets so fucked up. He right. says shit like, should we do some harm to this state official? Right. Because if he doesn't drink, I, I just want to see what that dude looks like if he did drink. Like what? How how hard his face would, uh, how hard living his face would look. It's at just this point. like how do you live with yourself? Like I have a bad day at work. I go home. The, there goes a bottle of champagne. Just I don't have the weight of the threat of killing someone or <laughs> right, harming right. someone and yet ruining the country in a yeah. way though they're just like yucking it up though like when you look at the text like they're loving it yeah so in a way i don't know if they're living their best life too right just getting off on the fact that they get to be bad guys yeah or or in but i think in the narrative of their stories they are the good guys and like the marie ivanoviches of the world are the bad people because they dared to speak ill of donald dump donald dump yeah i like that I mean, I'm I'm trying to think. Like Hitler was 56 when he died, so I mean, he looked didn't look particularly old. He was also on a lot of amphetamines and shit. So I'm just wondering if pure evil like corrodes a soul like in a noticeable way. Hmm. Uh, huh. That would be worth thinking about. But yeah. I mean, Donald Trump, like if that was the case, Donald Trump should have been withered off the face of the earth a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, but I mean, and also then like people like Abraham Lincoln shouldn't have aged so severely. Yeah, when he was true. President. that's true. <laughs> yeah, I it's think, all about stress. Honestly, I think at the end of the day, I think the idea that uh, aging is a meritocracy probably not uh, valid and <laughs> probably leads to some super problematic conclusions uh, if you follow that chain of logic too nah. long. Nah, but uh, left partners looks like shit. Is the upshot, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. (laughs) And we're back. Uh, Adam Schiff gave a pretty effective speech to close Thursday's session that's getting passed around on Twitter, got passed around on Twitter uh, at the end of last week. Yeah. Um, Basically, the summary is... If what is right and wrong doesn't matter, we're lost. Which Right, and it doesn't matter what was in the Constitution. Right. If the people who are there to enforce it or make sense of it don't give a fuck and right. are actively just burying their heads in the sand because they don't want to face an uncomfortable truth. Uh, it was one, I mean, it, it was one of those moments where I was like, man, this is really great. And then another part just became so sort of, I don't know, disheartened by the idea that I'm like, none of these motherfuckers care. Yeah. They're fucking fidget spinning and doing crossword puzzles and shit. And like Lindsey Graham, you know, at one point, uh, Schiff played a video of Lindsey Graham, like basically showing like, look how contradictory this asshole was. Remember back when Clinton was being impeached, he had all this shit to say. Cut to today. Lindsey Graham walked out so he didn't have to be a part of it, didn't have to see anything of it. Like, And he left like right before. And 
a lot of people are saying the senators all get sort of a document that says all of the things that are going to be presented. Yeah. So he must have knew his time was about to show up. He's like, I'm going to go to the hallway to mm-hmm. just take a real long pee. Yeah. Uh, Practice and just my golf swing. Yeah. And it was just like, it, it, I mean, look, I have a feeling there definitely are some senators there. I for sure know there are senators who do not like Donald Trump, but it's the same thing. They are just petrified of what he can do to get his base against them. Yeah, we're going to get into the threats so, in a second. Right, but. so that gets them in line. But I think at another point, there is a bit of humanity because what he was saying was sort of like, yo, if if you guys are serious about being like part of this quote-unquote representative uh, democracy, uh, like then you need to really take what we're saying here seriously. This person who's in the White House does not give a fuck about the country. It's yeah. everything's about himself. Yeah. But at the end of the day... I don't know. I mean, maybe there'll be some votes for witnesses, but I, I, I would be surprised if there were 67 for removal. Yeah. yeah. I think with the speech, it of course, it wasn't going to change anyone's mind in that room. Yeah. I, I think we're pretty certain that's just not going to happen. But it was really for the American people because Trump's base is so pro-America. And even though it's coming from the enemy, like reminding them we did not come all this way for nothing, guys. Remember this election time. Right. So if anything, it's just a preface to, guys, we all know what's going to happen here. Nothing's going to happen, but we still have a chance in November. Please remember Please your remember American all these group. assholes here yeah. on the right. Yeah. I mean, he also got into that. I mean, that was specifically what he said. He was like, do you have any doubt that if China, uh, you know, hacks the election and offers to help him get elected – that he will trade America's best interests, like the American people's best interests, for his own personal interest. And like the answer is of course no. Of yeah. course there's no and, doubt in anyone's mind. And like, you're at the wheel and you're still you're still in that rock? Right. Um I mean, you know, it also shows you just how far gone the Republicans are. Like there's really I mean, if they if they can sit there, even there are pundits on the right, even on Fox who are saying I can't see a dimension where none of this evidence like proves the president innocent. Like yeah. if anything, I've only seen everything's been uncontradicted. Um, it's yeah, I don't know what that'll mean to some voters. You'd think maybe there's one or two people who are kind of like, yeah, that's kind of fucking weird. But it seems like like you're saying most people sort of already have their minds made up. Yeah, Simon Rich's dad, uh, Frank Rich, the New York Times columnist, wrote a thing about like what. He was trying to figure out, like, what does the future look like long term for Trump's co-conspirators and like the entire Republican Party? And just like looking back at Nixon's White House and like the people who conspired with him. And it it was not great for them after after Watergate. Uh, But he was also looking back to, you know, Nazi Germany and some of the people who conspired there. And yeah, it was it's an interesting look at that. I think it was in the Atlantic uh, or New York magazine. But yeah. So speaking of sort of what what these Republicans are are thinking. There was a report from CBS News that senators were warned that if they break from Trump over impeachment, they will find their head on a pike. Mm. Uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones? Thrones? Yeah. Yay! Kim, you get it. Yep. Who's going to be Ned Stark, huh? Right. <laughs> Let's get a couple of Neds up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just Braveheart. Also. Come out of line, you know? Yeah. Is Sean Bean in politics? Oh, he should be. No, he shouldn't. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. Not for his sake. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely showing, wow, okay, that's 
you know, if this were a trial, that would be more witness intimidation or jury intimidation. Yeah, that's basically. jury tamping straight jury up. tampering. What? So is it's not though, right? Like they can't they can't be like that's jury tampering. Because... No, because if they were treated like a real jury, they'd be like, uh, Ron Johnson, get your ass out of here. Right. Yeah. Well, half these people, they'd be like, what? Like but Mitch McConnell person... said, I will not be an impartial juror. Yeah. Get the that would immediately if this was jury duty, be like, yeah, get that dude out of here. Right. I don't, I don't want him on the jury. Right. Yeah. I mean. Right. The, so the judge in a normal case would declare mistrial, but the judge here is Roberts. Well, he doesn't have much power. Right. He can just be like, hey, guys, start being nice to each other. I mean, the he's Senate just more like serious business. It's more ceremonial. He's like, OK, right. the majority leader is recognized and then I will sit back. And then because, you know, the Senate could vote like even within the Senate, take a vote on like, you know, being like, hey, why don't you fall back, Chief Justice? Right. Like, how are they not able to have their phones? They're not supposed to leave the room and yet they still are they have crossword puzzles yeah, like apple watches yeah mad libs to the <laughs> a lot of milk a lot Just of cookies mad libs <laughs> well that would be amazing if they were doing mad libs right yeah i mean it's it's feasible based on how most like it's it's interesting when i was always trying to read about what the observations were of people who saw a lot of their senators for the most part, people were kind of attentive, but then you have those people who were doing everything they could to just be like, you right. know, like, like, fuck you looking away. It. Yeah. Or yeah. just like, you know, bailing to go like leave the chamber and hang yeah. out in the hall for a little bit. Right before they started, uh, the Republicans like had a bit, a big lunch with like fried chicken and burgers and hot dogs and ice cream sundaes. And then we're, uh, they handed out fidget spinners. Yeah. Be like, here you go. Don't pay attention. Just fucking fall asleep, man. Fuck around. Be a juror. Now, okay, to be devil's advocate, these uh phys- To be snake's advocate, yeah, I think. To be right. snake's advocate. Uh fidget spinners help me concentrate. Like, okay. I, mm-hmm. I yeah. can understand both sides oh, of it. Oh wow. Could you imagine? Like that's really? the secret. They're like, yeah. we've got sixty-seven votes to remove the president. Like, those <laughs> fidget spinners, they were fucking. Everybody was locked. They woke in. the fuck up. All right, I'm, in my mind, it's like mesmer. Like, what is the mesmerism? mesmerism? Yeah, 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 like the fidget spinner. They're looking Their at eyes it's like, have like you little swirls right. in them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it Susan Collins who was like, yeah, I mean, I'm locked in. I've got like. 14 pages of notes uh it was either her or lisa murkowski but like i mean either they, one i i again i i expect some of those senators to be like yeah we should have witnesses you get the witnesses it can be damning testimony and then they go yeah we should acquit them yeah no that's for i sure tried though i tried i tried and that's what they'll say but the other thing like even though that's his stick he's beating people to get in line with the other thing he can lure them with is all the fundraising cash yeah. too mm-hmm. where he'd be like now if you stay in line i can bribe you yeah so fucking with the with the jury either way. Yeah. Or if not bribing, what dirt do they have on them? I mean, who knows? That's right. what's like so alarming too, that there are few people who are willing to take their duty seriously to yeah. the point where it's like suspicious. But also the way a lot of people who work with Trump compare the environment of being around him is like a cult. Yeah. So I don't know if it's half like, wow, we're just sort of like so caught up in this like toxic, intoxicating environment of being near power. Or if there, or if there's some people who are like, I can't, I can't do the right thing. Right. So we talked earlier about how Lev Parnas speculating on what his internal life was like. And Miles, you were saying that like when you look at the text messages, it looks like they're all buddy, buddy, buddy. Um, but there's a recording that came out of that I think it's like from a year ago. But it's Trump 
talking to Parnas and then a bunch of other people who they haven't quite identified. And I think Igor Fruman, the other dude who was palling around with Love Parnas. Yeah, and Trump uh, basically said, no, specifically says about Marie Ivanovich, get rid of her. Get her out tomorrow. I don't care. Get her out tomorrow. Take her out. Okay, do it. Do it. Take her out is very uh, suggestive language. Take her out to Olive Garden. Right. That's... Oh, Unlimited no. breadsticks. Who was, I forget, uh, one senator was like, oh, that's just New York talk. <laughs> that's just New York so talk? So dismissive, yeah. Like when they're like, oh, this is pretty fucking alarming considering everything we've seen around Marie Ivanovich, the idea that she had to be whisked away because they're like, oh, your safety might be in jeopardy. And then I'd be like, yeah, it's just New York. They just talk differently. You know, they're like being like, yeah, fire her. Uh-huh. Take her out. Yeah, take her out existence. and get rid of her. And the guy's name is Igor. Igor. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, more damning information. It would be great if there could be new evidence submitted. But the tired ass line from all these senators when they come out, when they're trying to spin shit for Fox News, like, you know, I was in there for uh, 13 hours and it's it's the same thing. (laughs) They're saying the same thing. Right. And then, you know, most people are pointing out, it's like, yeah, you also voted to not hear anything new. Right. You, Mm -hmm. You purposefully obstructed or blocked the, any kind of, uh, possibility of new evidence or new stories, uh, right. new fun stories to hear. Yeah. So the president's defense team started uh, this past weekend making their case, and the president was pissed. Yeah, going into the weekend, realizing it's like, oh, fuck. Okay, so the last day for the Democrats to present their uh, case is Friday. Yeah. And then the next three days is the the Republic or the White House counsel. And it's going to be on a Saturday. And because Donald Trump knows TV and is so horny for ratings, right. he knows Saturday TV is a is just an act of aggression against somebody. Right. Like, if mm-hmm. if you have a new show and they're like, yeah, it's going to be on Saturdays. That's a network being like, yeah, fuck you. We don't think this is going to do anything. Right. It's a fucking graveyard. Yeah. And I think for him to know that, it's got him really pissed because... Adam Schiff's been getting like the primetime stuff, and now he's tweeting out after having been treated unbelievably unfairly in the house, and then having to endure hour after hour of lies, fraud, and deception by Shifty Schiff, crying Chuck <laughs> Schumer, and their crew. Looks like my lawyers will be forced to start on Saturday, which is called Death Valley in TV. Mm. They yeah, got well. shit to do, like the honeydew list. Uh, everyone has to go build their own mini walls in their backyard. Mm-hmm. People gotta go golf. Like yeah. Just tough shit, honey. Yeah, well, yeah. And I think again, I from I, at this point we haven't we don't know exactly what the defense is, but uh, everyone was saying it's like it's only gonna be about two hours. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the thing too. Is their defense is so fucking weak? We don't yeah. want anyone to really listen. Well, yeah. I think this is how the timing worked out because had it been the two days, it may have started today if mm-hmm. they if they had stuck to the original schedule where they're like, yeah, twelve hours blazing speed over two days but since they did over three days i think that gave the you know that the card that's just how the cards fell now was them. that because uh, mcconnell waited until midnight to submit the rules or? well no he got pressure for within um, his party uh what some would have you believe like from susan collins and others who were saying you should allow them to a at, at enter the evidence that was from the house investigation into this trial if it's a trial yeah and also at the very least Give them, don't make us do 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. for two days. Like, that's just not going to work out. And then he he caved on that. It all depends on, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, whether that was to provide cover again, because this is a balancing act for the Senate of trying to be like, we got to protect the president, but not look so fucked up that the vulnerable senators just get blown out and then completely fuck with majorities. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like right now the priority is absolutely just to protect the president. Yeah. Just get it and get it over with. Yeah. Um, well, Rudy, speaking of protecting the president, the president's main man, Rudy Giuliani, oh my God. went on Fox and Friends and was Fucking on one. Yo, he, again, I don't know why Fox even invites him back. The last few times they've been like, please stop talking. Right. You're making it hot for everyone. Um, you know, he's at the center of this entire scandal. But he's still going on TV saying shit like, on my podcast, mm. <laughs> like I'm going on a podcast to release damning evidence against the Bidens mm. of what was going on in Ukraine. And, you know, saying the same old conspiracy shit that was, you know, basically the uh, intelligence community was like, this is Russian propaganda you're talking about. Yeah. But you're taking that as reality. Uh oh. Yep. And. I mean, it was a very uncomfortable segment for all the hosts. Like, they repeatedly were trying to just intervene and interject. Be like, okay, let's stop talking. This first clip is just him going off the rails about um, this dude getting poisoned. Uh, I-, I don't even know. Like, and then the the hosts are like trying to get him to stop talking. Just listen to this one. September of last year, Shokin was taken to the hospital with mercury poisoning. All right, so let me let me just get a word in. Right. I know you, and you know that this happens. In. You know this happens in Ukraine <laughs> and uh, Russia. Right. So the method Mayor. of choice is poisoning. Okay. Okay. The, okay. Thank you. Uh, and he's going because Victor Shogun is one of the prosecutors from Ukraine, uh, who's also helping him out. Uh, and then he, towards the end of it, they're trying to literally be like, "Okay, that's it. End of your appearance." And he cannot stop won't talking. Stop. He can't cannot stop. stop won't talking. stop. Telling us not to be corrupt. You know how that hurts but the United States of America? A, I have so a feeling a, you could a, go clear till noon when your podcast starts. <laughs> Ru- give it up for Rudy Giuliani. Damn. We're going to be watching. watching. That's the real case. A lot of headlines out of that. That's, that's only the tip of the iceberg. There are other people involved. Oh, my God. There's a lot more money involved. They're clapping him off. There was a pattern of corruption done. there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the president wants you to continue this? The president wants to get you to continue this? investigation well, would you like me to give it up would you like me to just say okay biden can keep his eight uh, million that he got in bribes he can keep all the br- uh, bribes that they got in we're waiting for noon <laughs> like so give it up uh, brian we, well i just i'll just we just i'll just, just, just leave <laughs> okay all right okay. i'm scared of them attacking me okay, there are a bunch of phonies i did my own okay, still just, it, it, it was like one of the they were it was, I mean, if you can find the clips, that please watch Fox. them. That is Fox and Friends. They yeah. are in the tank for him and his side. And they just. And they're still like, they even know. That's what you can tell. They know that it looks so fucking bad. Yeah. And that's when that's what's so disingenuous about like all the supporters is like, mm-hmm. there are moments when you can tell you wouldn't be behaving like that as a host unless you knew what you're saying is like really terrible for the case they're trying to make. You should stop talking yeah. because it's objectively clear even if the yeah someone groaned yeah unless yeah. someone's like oh, oh god no, please guy stop yeah. every time you say something it's always something that ends up being a terrible headline right i was wondering like how the point that adam schiff was making in his closing argument last thursday like would hit the brain of somebody who is still supporting trump because it's just like kind of an airtight case it's like you know he's gonna cheat like right. if if he has the opportunity, but like that groan, I think is instructive that they're like, 
It's like you're watching a team that you like and they just keep fucking up. And right. you're just like, oh, shut up. Yeah, like, get him off. Get that pitcher out of here. And like the, you know, a lot of polls of people, both Republicans and uh, independents, are like, we wish he would tweet less. And oh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Because they know, yeah. like, because it's always something, I'm sure, when they have coworkers who are not conservatives go, <laughs> you see what you, what do you yeah. think of that one? Yeah. Right. And like, you honestly, if you have half a brain, you're like, yeah, I know, dude. Just shut the fuck up. Make right. It, just let me be racist. Yes. yes. Why didn't they just turn off his mic and be like, oh, no, we're we're having malfunctions or something like that? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. at that point. Just throw water on his mic pad. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Accidentally spill coffee yeah. all over him. I do wonder if he's, because people have talked about him uh, showing up to appearances like that drunk. I do wonder if he is drunk at that, and that's part of the reason that there's like oh my god dude i don't know what it is though too like clearly like there's some kind of mandate to if rudy says he wants to come on let him come on because right. he's so yeah. like good lockstep with the president yeah and then but then they always are like regretting it or like you can always see how uncomfortable the anchors are the presenters are the hosts completely lose lose control and he doesn't speak in like quippy sound bites he just speaks in long run hey, you know he was yeah. poisoned you know what I mean? okay rudy please and i don't know you know right i mean well, who was baby yoda is that yoda is that yoda <laughs> and yadi's baby little yadi i don't know but yeah i mean it's like talking to any drunk person or you know person whose uh neurological condition has been rendered such that they seem to be drunk all the time it's like yeah, you, you just th- can't get them to stop talking, yeah. and they're going in like twenty different directions. All right, Jack, but every calm yeah. down. Oh boy, yeah, here <laughs> like, we go. It's just like I mean, you know how yeah, it is, I know. right? Victor Shokin got poisoned, dude, because right. it's Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. Those sound uh-huh. waves in Cuba. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? A ray gun? Oh, uh, it's been a while since we checked back it's in. Been guys. a while. It's been a while. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, there's been some new polling uh, on 538 that is not really very conclusive uh, about the primary, uh, but they they are starting to reflect post the most recent Democratic debate, and it seems somewhat inconclusive other than that Bernie's chances have increased from 20% to 25%, uh, they're saying. Uh, Biden stayed at 40 and uh, everybody else, I think, is moving in the wrong direction for them. Uh, I do want to talk about Pete Buttigieg, though, because so there was a big uh, sort of social media story. I don't know how much it mattered, but the New York Times endorsement Mm -hmm. uh, that happened last week or I don't know how 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 long ago that was, actually. But uh, they endorsed Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. Uh, <laughs> people with contrasting political right. views. Yeah, they're okay. just like it. Just proves that they're too pussy to actually make it choose a side. Yeah, right? I think, and also them. I th- I think the if you're like a New York Times apologist, you're like it actually underscores how divided the Democratic Party is right now, and they're right. sort of like, 
Look, if you're more progressive, then yes, I think Warren is probably the pick for you. And if you're more of a centrist, like scared person who isn't interested in like all people benefiting from whatever the policies are of the next president, right. then Amy Klobuchar is your person. But who likes sick jokes? If you like sick Dude, jokes. Dude, we'll get to those later because <laughs> Amy Klobuchar my goodness. has jokes. But one part of the process of the New York Times announcing who they were endorsing uh, was releasing these interviews where the editorial board uh, interviewed each of the candidates. And people to judge had not a great performance, specifically when it came to uh, this question about bread. Uh, so somebody. Oh, from his time at McKinsey? From his time at McKinsey, somebody asked him. Uh, if I can put this question in a slightly different way, you've been on the front lines of corporate downsizing. You've been on the front lines of corporate price fixing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's, that's I'm sorry. That's the truth. You've been, on the, <laughs> you've been on the front of our misadventures in foreign policy. You've had direct experience in many of the things that make a lot of young people very angry about the way that this country is operating right now. You don't seem to embody that anger. So the proposition that I've been on front lines of corporate price fixing is bullshit. Just to get that out Whoa, of the way. Pete, uh, someone's cooking with spices. You worked for a company that was fixing bread prices. No. I worked for a consulting company that had a client that may have been involved in fixing or was apparently in a scandal. I was not aware of the Canadian bread pricing scandal until last night. Uh, so this all goes back to Pete's. I mean, he just seemed defensive, right? And like, I mean, the way you read it, yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually see the clip, but I'm, I have a feeling he was like, no, I worked for a consulting company. He has this undercurrent of anger that like yeah. comes through sometimes in debates when he gets challenged and it it's, he smiles, but you can tell it's, like behind the eyes, he's like thinking of how he would kill that person maybe. Yeah, I think like yeah. most presidential candidates anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's cracks in the veneer. Like he's not the small town guy he wants to come off as like he has these very shady uh dealings that you shouldn't know about how'd you know about that Please, right. yeah why? yeah so he worked at mckinsey that which is a consulting firm that has a bunch of uh, uh a long history of you know intervention in foreign markets uh, they are very closely linked to the CIA. Really uh, good at downsizing when a company's like, how do I do this? They're yeah. like, all right, cut these people out, and then you can keep your salary in the C-suite. Yeah. So one of the things that he was doing, just to get back to the Canadian bread price fixing thing, is he was working for a consulting firm, working with McKinsey uh, with Loblaws. Uh, now, that is a real Canadian grocery that, store. That's real? Yeah. Like Bob Loblaw's Loblog? Yeah, from Arrested <laughs> Development. They have, wow. a sh they have a store called Loblaws. Or uh, is it like, or, or is Canadian Zygang going to come over? It's actually Loblaws. Oh, that could be it. Loblaws. Loblaws. Uh, a. Huh? A. A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are going to say that, B? of course. Uh, but he was working on price analysis right in the middle of the price-fixing scheme, uh, and by his own description of his work with Loblaws, he was manipulating millions of data points, gathering insights on which ideas were good or bad. So it's very... What, like slowly increasing the price of bread? So the, the way they discovered that there was a price-fixing scheme is that overall, like because of inflation and just the general you know, way that uh, things have gone over the past 20 years... 
prices for most items increased by an average of 45% uh, at Loblaws and bread went up 99 or something. 96 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but Buttigieg really leans on his McKinsey experience because he's young and doesn't have a ton of experience. So uh, he leans on that as like proof that he can run an economy essentially. Oh. Uh, And so he's saying, I was learning about the nature of data by manipulating millions of data Uh points. Uh, His campaign. I could weave stories about possible futures. Oh, cool. And gather insights on which ideas were good or bad. Uh, He also worked on Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan uh, at the time that he was with McKinsey. uh, And while he was there and working for McKinsey, and they were consulting with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, they hiked their rates in January 2009 and fired nearly 10% of its workforce, uh, leading to a lawsuit from Michigan Attorney General's office. How? But I mean, I mean, obviously, he is he was he the lead consultant with them as a client? I mean, I, I kind of I mean, I think it obviously this is all terrible shit, but I don't know if he's necessarily like the right. supreme architect of being like, yes, sure. Blue Cross hiked the rates 10% or like, you know, by this much cut 10%. Buddha judge out, right? Or whatever, but so, obviously he's part of the m- machine that enables this. Absolutely. Kind of shit. So I think the thing that makes people somewhat suspicious of his time with McKinsey is that he was very protective of it and was like, "Yeah, I signed NDAs. I can't talk about like right. what I did there and like what I was doing." Uh, finally, like after there was enough scrutiny, he was released from those NDAs by McKinsey, who was like, "We didn't really care in the yeah. first place, mm-hmm. man." Uh, it's like people know about us, bro. Right. <laughs> And then I think it's just a matter of like him having a relatively uh, limited data set of like things he can point to. He's so young, and like yeah. the only you know big policy decisions he's had are uh, you know w- with regards to the small town that he ran. And so he's pointing to his his first job out of college type thing, being like, "Yeah, look, I I was running the show there," and then now it's kind of coming back to bite him in the ass a little bit yeah so he's had a wine scandal and a bread scandal yeah what is his connections to france and big cheese or Uh, fish (gasps) like christ oh right or the catholic church that's how i would pivot right where's the where he he's clearly making bread appear he's turning water to wine caves that's how he should that's how he (laughs) should and then just like come out with his hands extended yeah either way I, I don't think that this is like losing him the primary. I do think that based on like who his supporters seem to be, that New York Times endorsement would have been big for him. Oh, like he, needed, he that. needed that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because... I think people just knew though too, like most millennials just are not interested in Buttigieg as a candidate. Right. So they're sort of like, uh, He doesn't seem sincere to me personally. Yeah, sure. Like he just looks like he wants to be a politician. He doesn't really have so many actual policies that he has put out on what he stands behind besides the big, vague. Yeah. And I remember when first hearing about him and Mm -hmm. reading all his stats on paper, I'm like, yo, this dude could, this dude could do something. Exactly. And then I'm like, wait a second. Oh, what are your policies? What are your stances? Mm, It's like meeting a Tinder date. Mm -hmm. Like you vibe so well on paper and you chat and then you meet him and it's just a fucking letdown. Right. Like he smells. He's not very very clean. I didn't. I ran out of deodorant. (laughs) It's okay. Um, (laughs) We're both in committed relationships. We ended up matching on Tinder. Okay. (laughs) Full disclosure. Strictly business. (laughs) I was like, oh God, Kim. Okay. This Uh, is embarrassing. I smell. (laughs) Um. But yeah, I mean, there, there, 
he and Elizabeth Warren are going after the same sort of New York Times reading demographics. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll track his numbers going forward, but it's not not great. Not great, Pete. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Catholic Church while we're on the subject of bread and wine. Yeah. Uh, the saints. Uh, so th- this is like just a headline that seems made up. It's to me. dark. The AP. Yeah. You know they've uh, reported a lot on uh, abuse in the Catholic Church, and they just. Uh, like have this report too about how the saints are trying to basically keep documents um, that were obtained through discovery because there are about two dozen men who are suing the archdiocese of new Orleans uh, for uh, abuse, for sexual abuse when they were children. And some of these documents, the like involve the saints and people are like, what the fuck, what's going on here exactly? Um, And basically they were, what the the claim is that these documents show that they aided the archdiocese of new orleans in quote its pattern and practice of concealing its crimes so a lot of people are like this is like these are really damning e- emails because the owner of the saints uh before he passed away and his wife they're devout catholics like the i think the archbishop walked with her at her at her husband's funeral yeah. and she gives millions of dollars to like catholic causes in the area um, and the archbishop is like always a regular as, as like her guest at games. And the saints attorneys are like, look, there's no need for these. Uh, you know, there's like the absolutely not. The team had like nothing to do with helping the church cover up crimes. They said it's outrageous. They also said these emails uh, were like intended to be private and not, quote, fodder for the public. <laughs> but when you're talking about an organization where money is flowing in and out of there from the people like right. locally and even subs like there's they're getting subsidies and things like this. They're like, yeah. well, hold on. We need to look into this. Yeah. And it's, you know, there is. But then they start showing. You see, there are little bits of evidence that are out there that shows that is not a good sign for like, you know, the, the saints and their participation in this. So they just suck all around. Yeah. I mean, apparently what they were saying is like, you know. The attorneys for the saints said that they did help the archdiocese when they were like publishing uh, a credibly accused clergy list, but said there's like, no, that was like because we're trying to disclose stuff. We're not trying to hide nothing. We were helping them. But someone from the team was asking a spokeswoman from the archdiocese whether uh, there might be, quote, a benefit to saying that we support a victim's right to pursue a remedy through the courts. I don't think we want to say we, quote, support victims going to courts. But we certainly encourage them to come forward, and uh-huh. a lot of this. So yeah, we can so they're find just like. You. So it's just like using their marketing and like PR resources. I think yeah, the message. Like I don't think they messaging. were being like, yeah, we'll we'll sh- we'll shift this person into like a you know like a ticket taker position or something like that. I think they're just sort of like, hey, you got any help? I mean, this is why we're still trying to see what exactly is coming out uh, in yeah. all of this. But yeah, it's it's pretty it's it's dark. Yeah. Uh, by the way, like speaking of why this is in the public interest, uh, Louisiana lawmakers uh, started looking into New Orleans Saints state funding after players st- uh, protested on the field. So they were like, oh. well, maybe we won't fund your team. Then. Oh, because so, uh, they have something to say about violence against black people. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Huh. OK. Huh. Anyways, uh, I don't think you can trust the AP there. Uh, more like Associated Protestants. Uh, wow. More like anti-Pope. Wow. Jack, the yeah. Catholic Crusader O'Brien. S- step off, AP. Look the other direction. <laughs> When's the last time you went to church? 
uh, Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you go, like, biannually? Uh, Easter, Christmas? Yeah, thereabouts. The birth and Anytime the resurrection? My around. Yeah. Do you know the song still? Did you play the rosary like a good boy? Uh, they, they changed, they changed like a bunch of the wording. Uh, John Mulaney has a bit about it, but they, it's almost like to catch you up, like in front of your family. Cause you <laughs> like, like of they, what the hail Mary. No, no. They changed like the, like call and response stuff that the priest does in oh, regular mass. Like Lord, hear our prayer. Yeah. Pr- peace be with you. And, and also, also with you. you is now and with your spirit. Oh, his mercy yeah. in so, earth forever. Yeah. So Thanks you, you sound like, you know. It's the way that the Catholic cops in the back. Fake ass Catholic. Had it happen to me so many times. Uh, Did your mother look at you in disgust? She's like, Always. Oh God, yeah. Jack. Yeah. I mean, it's a Catholic church. So yeah. That's, that's what it's there for: is for parents to look at their children and be like, disgust and remind feel them. Feel the guilt. But yeah. the body of Christ tastes great. I always like those little chip things. Yeah. Um, the wafer. Yeah. Wafer. Uh, let's talk. About a mystery that has been confounding authorities oh, uh, and the zeitgeist yeah. for years. Natick, uh, Massachusetts. The parking lot pooper. They have finally the arrested. The worst Batman villain. 51-year-old <laughs> Andrea Grosser. She is uh, allegedly, okay, kept pooping outside of a sporting, the same sporting goods store, about eight <laughs> times. And she's being charged with eight counts of wanton destruction of property. Mm. I didn't realize pooping was wanton destruction of property because you can clean it up, you know. You but can wipe do you want to touch it afterwards, though? Depends like, on what got poop on it. You know what I mean? If it's a priceless true. thing, you know yeah. what I mean? It depends on the kind of poop. I don't know, man. It, it's all about how valuable the thing is to you. And this is a whole other topic of discussion. Uh, <laughs> like so, the structural integrity, I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, if you can hose it, it off. Right. Well, like, can you hose it off, I think, is the first question. Yeah. If I don't have to touch it, I can hose it off. Anybody who's had a dog knows the... Whew. Yeah, there's some so that are just not not good. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was that it all started apparently in December. The store owner was like, called the cops. He's like, yo, I'm looking. He calls described as mounds of feces in his parking lot. And they first the cops were like when they were first looking at him, they come by. They're like, I don't know. That's got to be an animal, man. It's like a lot of shit. <laughs> like, What's going on? But then they found toilet paper and shit and wipes in the area, and then they also uh, the the bowel movements, the BMs were caught on camera, but oh. the license plate of the car was always shielded. So they're like, "Fuck, we don't like we see it." There's this person, we see this lady taking wild shits in the parking lot. So then, uh, this is this is when you love to see police resources going to something worthwhile. They increased patrols in the area in an effort to catch her, and they literally caught her. I don't know, not literally, but they caught her red assed, I guess. Red hair. Uh, yeah. And they were they pulled up on seven seven a.m. on Wednesday of last week. Got her. Got her. And hauled her ass into uh, the county. And the photo, the mugshot is the most ashamed looking mugshot. Like I, I almost feel I feel for her. Yeah, I'm yeah. always. She's clearly dealing with something that's not like that. She just doesn't have control of right now. I mean, look, the most cynical way is she gets off on taking shits in parking lots. Right. She hates the owner or some shit. Right. And then she got caught and she she feels bad she got caught. Or, yeah, maybe she's going through some shit and that's the only way she can poop. Right. At first, like, just from the headline alone, I was thinking maybe she's like a jogger. Cause that's what I thought, that one, too. That woman yeah, in Colorado. Exactly. Yeah. Because that has happened to me on a trail. Yeah. Not oh, in yeah. front of a house. Yeah, no, jogger, yeah, <laughs> right. jogger poops. It just, I get it. 
it, you can't stop yeah, it. Yeah, you so, can't stop it. Uh, but this is her driving. And it's happened to you by by saying it. Ha- it's happened to you eight times at the same place, right? Yes. The same yeah. parking lot yes, over and exactly. over in Massachusetts. At 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but for her to get in her car to bring wipes. Yeah, yeah. that shows you. That's like that's where I'm like, this is vandalism, right? Yeah. Like you're trying to. You don't. I don't know what happened. Like the guy sell you a shitty racket or something, like right. a tennis racket. The yeah. something yeah. wasn't right. The okay hockey shoulder pads weren't good enough. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still gonna side with her on this one, guys. But her hygiene's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because whenever I hear people doing like wild shits out in the open mm. world, like who are doing like like a jogger pooper, I'm always like, yeah. are they not wiping? Are they not coming prepared? So yeah. you know, she could be the new spokesperson for. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What's that? Metamucil or something? Dietary shit? health. Yeah. yeah. Fiber one. Yeah. Take Jamie Lee Curtis off the yogurt oh, commercial. Oh, yeah. There you go. No, don't do the Activia. You'll take a but dump she... <laughs> in a parking lot <laughs> and bring your wipes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, solved. I'll wrap that up. Kim, it's been a pleasure <laughs> having you. Uh, where can people find you, follow you? Um, I am on Instagram and Twitter at the uh, underscore underscore red dot and Facebook, Reddit, basically anywhere that you can see web comics. I, I try to be one. <laughs> and is you're there, not trying. You're doing. You're, you're doing, doing it. it. Straight up. There it is. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> uh, is there a tweet or other work of social media you've been enjoying? Uh. Maybe like I was scrolling so much this morning trying to find something good, but it feels like I, my feed is really just trash. So mm. we so, love trash. All right, well here's some good trash. Um, from Philip Henry at Major Celebrity. Uh, someone I'm in town, New Yorkers. Oh my fucking god, that's so great. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's New Yorkers, but I think that applies to everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you, and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, also on my other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance. Talking mm. about Ninety Day Fiance. Check that one out too. Uh, some tweets that I like. Man, I got I got a few that I'm liking. Uh, first one, first up is from uh, Iviani at I V I E A N I. Says a tribe called Stressed. Hmm? I like that one. <laughs> uh, also, Jenny Hogan Ginny, at Jenny Hogan underscore. Whenever a guy goes down on me, all I can think is. I deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> and another one from Hannah Dickinson. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, I don't think my friend would have sex with her brother, but I also don't know why she poses with him like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. At Shosh Magosh tweeted, one time I was my college's mascot to a basketball game. Emphasis on one time, and then there's just a video of the worst mascot ever. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're not. They're just not doing anything. They're just standing there, and it's really surreal to see. Like at one point, they're just sitting in the crowd, oh. just watching the game. Uh, it's Colgate. <laughs> um, and then No Tech Ben at No Tech Ben tweeted uh, one idea for the NBA is to have announcers who enjoy watching basketball. Uh, which I agree. Mm. It, they should give it a shot. It's a wild idea. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post 
our episodes and our footnotes you know? where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's, what are we riding out on this fine Monday? Uh, well, actually, I, I just quickly do want to uh, give a shout out to at just Jabay Jan, who tagged Jack and I in this tweet of the Amy Klobuchar comedy supercut. Oh, uh, yeah. And I just have to play y'all a little bit of this clip of the comedic genius that is Amy, Amy Klobuchar. You know, we call this workshopping material. Yeah. <laughs> and this is her really nailing the cadence and delivery of this one joke that is is pretty, pretty stellar. He sent out a tweet. He made fun of me for talking about climate change in the middle of a blizzard, and he called me Snow Woman. Oh. So I wrote back, hey, Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Get him. Boom. So Got I him. wrote wow. back, hey, Donald Trump, the science is on my side, and I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Hey, got him. So right. I wrote oh, back, one more time. Donald Trump, the science is on my side. Uh-huh. And I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. Got him. Boom. Sometimes, oh, wait, if you haven't time. noticed, you use a little humor. Different setup. Like when he called me Snow Woman at okay. my announcement in the middle of that thing, mm-hmm. I wrote back on Twitter, I'd like to see how your hair would fare in a blizzard. So- in a blizzard. <laughs> what, is, what is the pronunciation of blizzard? She was just emphasizing different moments here yeah. and there. You know, shout out to okay. like, comedic queen. You know what I mean? Uh, also, for the song, we're going to go going, out on... It keeps going, doesn't it? Like, it keeps going. That was halfway. dozens. Oh, yeah. oh man. I mean, uh, Judy, or Judy, Rudy should get together. Oh, Rudy yeah. Battle it out. Called yeah. the, the circle talk yes. tour. There's uh, nothing cooler than reading a, a tweet that you did one time. Be, be like, yeah. hey, and then I tweeted. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start saying that shit out loud. Right. Um, okay, so this track we're going out on is from Andy Schaff. Uh, we've done a track. I wrote out on one of his songs earlier. Earlier. Um, he's from Regina, Saskatchewan, uh, and this track is called Neon Skyline. This just got, you know, it's it's moody, man. It's Monday. It's just, it's, 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 I just love it, and I like his music too. A, a, a few listeners from the area were saying he's one of the greats from out there. So you know, shout out to Canada, and shout out to people in like Newfoundland. I know there's like a wild ass storm out there. I've heard from some of y'all, so I'm glad you're safe. Um. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for today. Uh, go Portland. Go buy tickets for our show. Could be sold out by now, though. You know I think I mean? it, yeah, I think they were actually. Yeah. Uh-oh. We're, Sorry. Portland's probably sold out. But hey, maybe you can wait at the door. You know, you never know. Yeah. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. Get yeah. your tickets. Yeah. We're coming for y'all soon, too. Yeah. DC, New York, also. Check out dailyzeitgeist.com, though. We got the ticket links over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We will be back this afternoon and then tomorrow with more podcasts. We'll talk to you then. Bye. He has rose for one glass of Merlot and she wears.